This is Veronica Villanueva. You're listening to your beautiful day on the Gratitude Radio Network. Welcome to your beautiful day on the Gratitude Radio Network. I'm Jen Mogg, Mother of Gratitude, and I want to welcome you today into a beautiful life of gratitude to where you can bring that with you everywhere you go. And on today's program, we have a very, very special person. Um, but first, let me introduce you to Neil and Pearl Sharenza. Hey, what's going on? Hey, everybody. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to learn more from our host today, Jen. Yeah, and Pearl, it's it's a really cool thing because I love the completion of this story. This is another Shiro that we have, right? Because you're outnumbered. You're outnumbered over there, Neil. Hey, you know, Um, I'm starting my own view with you two, right? (laughs) (laughs) We need the balance. We need the balance. Exactly. And I can, I can out talk everyone. So I just kind of make sure I have this great story. And that's what we've had so far in your beautiful day since it's launched is really tremendous stories of gratitude going through such struggles or, or accomplishments to get where they are today. So introduce our guest. Thank you. Thank you. Well, she's pretty amazing. And you guys know, I love amazing people. Um, It's, Veronica Villanueva, because I have to say it like that, because it's just, it's so cool, and so is she. There isn't anyone on this planet, I don't think that has been touched by cancer. Um, We have all grown up with it, and if for some reason it has touched everyone from children to adults, no one's exempt anymore, no matter how healthy or unhealthy your life is. And when she received the bombshell of her life four years ago, where her doctor looked at her in the eyes and said she had six months to live. That's heartbreaking. But she did something that was really like Wonder Woman. She didn't accept it. She rejected it. And she created a healthy lifestyle and created a healthy life and overcame it. So welcome to the show, Veronica. Jen, you have me in tears already. I'm, I'm, you know, we've been on five minutes. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful to be able to be in front of all of you guys and you know have the um the fortunate and the time to actually be here to tell you my story um to be alive and to be well and to be thriving and share my story is something i knew would happen that i believe would happen but before that i knew i had a lot of work to do absolutely So take us through the beginning, uh, because you're a Cordon Bleu trained chef. You're also a certified health coach. And um, so you're used to the thoughts of alternative medicine, because I'm very open to that. Um, When you, how did you, what were some of the symptoms that caused you to go and get diagnosed? Well, it all happened a little over four years ago. Actually, I should say four and a half because it started with having a really bad divorce. Um, And it actually lasted four years, just as long as, you know, from the time I was diagnosed, I just got legally divorced October of last year. So while I was fighting to save my life, 
I was also fighting my ex-husband <laughs> and the judge and his attorney. So it was really stressful. Um, it was supposed to be an amicable divorce. It turned out to not be an amicable divorce. I was shocked because um, my ex-husband and I knew that we were going to get divorced, but we just waited until our children all went to college. So when my last child, my son went to college, fall of 2015, that's when I told my ex-husband December to start the divorce process. Um, and by February, I started having back pain. And um, the divorce was such a betrayal because I had realized that my ex-husband had pre-strategized the divorce. So he had over a decade of planning it. And I had nothing, even though we, I live in California, we got married in California. Um, long story short, basically, I got screwed. <laughs> I trusted him, and he had over a decade to hide all the assets in different continents. And I had forensic accountants internationally. Anyway, long story short, I fought to claim what was mine and lost in every way. And um, that's another topic. That's another woman empowerment <laughs> um, okay. subject that I, and I'm not a stupid person, but boy, did I feel stupid after what happened. I was blindsided. And I guess to me, it was that. It was the betrayal. I, you know, it's in one year, I, I went from having a horrific um, divorce, diagnosed with cancer. My kids were turned against me. And by February, I was feeling pain in my back. I wasn't sleeping. I didn't eat. I mean, I kid you not. I had Tootsie Roll and coffee because I realized I had to work more. I mean, it's almost like I felt like, yes, I had, an, I had attorneys, but I also had to work myself. I had to look for texts. I, I mean, he had texts from 12 years ago that he printed. I didn't even know you can print texts. So I felt so behind. And what was I thinking, thinking that I would cram and I could catch up to him? But no, I couldn't. So by, that was February. I had the pain. By September, I was diagnosed with stage four incurable metastatic lung cancer because I rushed myself at four o'clock in the morning to the hospital where they found 1.6 liter of fluid in my right lung. So basically, I had fluids up to my collarbone. Oh. So, you know, like a large Evian water, that's how much fluid I had in my right lung. Oh, Veronica, I'm so sorry. You and yeah. I have our parallel, girl. My <laughs> hair turned white. Insomniac since 2013. And when I did CBD, this is when it stopped coming. Wow. It, it, yeah. You and I are completely on parallel. And that's when I became the mother of gratitude. And I have my, my, uh, my mantra. You're blessed, even though you can't see it. Even though everything around you is, is, is you're going to end up homeless, right? Yes. You're blessed. And if you can receive that you're blessed, then you know that you're loved. And if you can receive that you're loved, then you can understand that you're sacred and your life is sacred. Mm. And so my mantra from my divorce, that was as horrific as yours, um, was you're blessed, you're loved, and you're sacred. And that's the basis of a beautiful day. Yeah. Wow. Well, to me, when you said that, you're blessed even, I mean, to me, faith, having yes. faith. Right. Having faith despite feeling like you're in hell. Exactly. And that's so difficult 
to do when you're suffering like you were suffering. And I was suffering from all ends. Yeah, because you think about it, you have your, your, you only have six months to live. You're getting a divorce. So you're missing any love to get through this challenge of being diagnosed to then that time. And you think it's over. Like everything in your life has fallen apart in seconds. That's what it sounds like to me. Yes, it absolutely felt like I, my entire life. I mean, I, I didn't recognize it anymore. It's like, whose life is this? Yesterday, it wasn't like this. Why is my life today like this? And so when I received the diagnosis, I listened with, you know, I really listened on the diagnosis because I, you know, I know cancer, but I knew nothing about it aside from you die from it, right? And um, so, but I stopped listening when they gave me the prognosis of six months. Oh, yeah. So I always say, listen intently to the diagnosis, but plug your ears when doctors are playing God to you and telling you how much time you have. So so powerful. Yeah, I, I had to. I had to. I had five doctors in front of me telling me basically that I had less, less than six months to live, even though I told them, I asked them, so let's do this. We've got work to do. Let's cure this. And they said, there's nothing we can do for you. We can't even do chemo and we cannot do radiation. It's all over your upper body. And see, and uh, I'm going to let Pearl ask a question. I heard of somebody in that same type of situation, they would just go to hospice care and they were done. Like meaning they gave up. A lot of people, when they're given something like this, they're heading to hospice care. They're knowing their life's going to end and that's it. And then they've given up and they're not going to fight. And that's powerful, Pearl. I can't imagine being given that death sentence in a way, Pearl. I mean, no, I mean, thoughts? it's just everything you're saying, Veronica, it's just, it's, it brings so many emotions, right? So the part about the divorce and then, and then the kids, you know, we love our kids and to know you're going through that and then, then receive that, like you said, your life change in a minute, right? And, but I love what you said. It's so powerful to go, you know what? The doctors can't play God. It's all about a mindset. And I love that you said that because that's what I do too. When I coach the women that I work with, I'm like, it's a mindset. You can, if you want to walk out this door and tell yourself, okay, I'm going to die in six months. You're going to die in six months. But if you want to fight and you want to do everything you can, you take control, right? And that's what you did. You took control is what you did, right? And tell us how you took that control. That's chapter one in my book, actually, Mindset. And when people ask me, so what, why are you alive? And I said, because I wanted to be alive. I believed that I wanted to be alive and I took actions. You know, having the language to say that in front of five doctors who all are playing God and I was by myself, representing myself, not being able to breathe even as I'm speaking to these doctors. And I didn't realize that you require so much breathing when you talk, you know? Um, And so, yes, the mindset is a huge part is why I'm here because I rejected, like you said, the, 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 not the diagnosis because I had to accept that. Right. But the, the, you know, the prognosis of me, you know, being given a death sentence. So I just knew, I told them, I said, look out there, it's blue sky. The world out there needs me. I'm a good person. I'm here to do many good things. There is no way I'm not going to be here. So 
you don't know what to do. So you can't be my doctor. Unless you believe in me, you can't be part of my team. So I went searching. I educated myself. I went, I mean, I feel like I have, I can get a, I mean, I got a PhD in cancer and I changed my life. And thank God, you know, I always believe now, especially now, life prepares you for the big, your big day. And I got my big day. And if you've lived a life where you have said yes to all the experiences that you are gifted from the universe, from God, then you will have the strength, the courage, the resilience, the determination to figure out later on, you know, what that big challenge is. For me, it's cancer. So when you say mindset, I think life prepared me for this. And that's why I really believe that I was meant to have cancer because God believed that I had the right mindset, a very empowered mindset, and also that I had the heart to turn around and help people heal themselves because I've healed myself. Because I really believe that when people heal themselves of something so horrific like cancer, you cannot not share what you've done. To me, that's a crime. Because like you said, cancer is an everyday disease. It is a modern disease that people are saying, are still thinking it's genetic. No, what I had wasn't genetic. It was lifestyle induced, metabolic induced, like most cancers these days. So yes, mindset is huge. That's why I want to change the conversation that doctors have with their patients from death sentence to life sentence. If you're going to talk about cancer, you, you know, we live in a world of duality, left and right, you know, white and black. You can't just tell me that I have six months to live. You also, what I want is for doctors to also tell other patients what other patients are doing. What is the statistics of people like myself? So if doctors are giving, you know, a prognosis of six months, they can also say, well, we also know that people are surviving cancer these days. These are the numbers. Yeah. I think it's only fair to do that because like you said, Neil, thank God that didn't happen to me. Thank God right. I had the, the strength to, to say no to these doctors. It's hard to say no to five gentlemen in their white coat convince really believing that I had, I have had six less than six months to live. So I think most people would have gone home, curled up in a corner and just became depressed and just waited to pass away and, and go to a hospice. There was no, I wasn't going to do that. No. So I, I took it on myself and I prayed to God and I said, okay, it's me and you. I promise to be alert. I promise to, Watch for signs. Please send me signs. But I did this to my body. So I will fix it. But I need your help. I can't do this by myself. I will be alert. Put together all the signs that you're giving me. And I know I will get out of this situation sooner than later. And nine months later, I received my first clean scan. So I'm... Uh, <laughs> And a lot of people don't understand when you're going through a divorce, that's when 
there, there are some parts of life, like a death, but the divorce is like right up there on us getting cancer from having a horrific divorce. Even if it's a gentle divorce, it's still there. When you've gone through something that alters your DNA, you're really high up on the, on the, you know, on the ladder for that. Well, it's the perfect environment for a disease to, it's a perfect environment for a disease to make a home in your, in your, in your body. Spreads, it spreads. And so I went to an acupuncturist to help me make sure that I was deflecting all the stuff that was coming at me. Um, And like you, I asked for a sign. I kept asking heaven and demanding it. Um, And I ended up with a truck in my front yard. It was across the street from my house. I hear all this noise. I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's a truck full of signs, Veronica. It's like Evan Almighty. It's like signs, signs, signs. And then they're all going, you know, you're going in the right direction. It's all, you know, it's those type of signs this way. And I'm like, okay, I can't make that up. And there's no construction. So it amazes me how, how that happens. Now you had a lot of grace when you went through this. And that's why your book is so appropriately named. I just, I love the name. Well, how often do you see grace and cancer in one line? You don't. You don't. And um, even the title was given to me by God. Um, And that's a funny story because a friend of mine was over the night before and said, V, you know, because I was thinking of naming my book, the cancer was the best thing that ever happened to me. A little long. (laughs) So my friend said, that's a little long, V. I said, I know. And I said, okay, I'm going hiking tomorrow. So mental um, note. I'm going to think of a book title during my hike. So two and a half later, two and a half hours later, I'm still hiking. Okay. <laughs> so I'm saying, okay, you're trying to control this. You're continuing, continuing to hike because you have not found your title. Surrender, go back home, take a shower. And I was, I was still writing my book then. Then my assistant came. And as we were writing, And all of a sudden, I went, oh, my God. And he's looking at me like, and I said, oh, my God. Then tears started coming down. Like, I couldn't control it. I know my, I said, I know my title. I know my title. And then my best friend calls. I mean, the timing is just crazy. I know my title. And then the same way, time I knew my title, I received a download of what the book should look like, the cover. And that to me is a miracle. That to me is the sign. That to me means, I, like you said, I can't make it up. I, I've had so many situations like that with hummingbirds too. So whenever I'm, I'm, I need to make a decision, I call for my hummingbird. And my hummingbird comes every single time. Well, and I tell, you, I tell you, faith. I'm sorry? There's your angel. Yes, I have angels. And I mean, most people think I'm a little crazy. And I'm like, a little? I'm a lot crazy. (laughs) You have to be a lot crazy to say to the doctors, I'm going to live, watch me live. You know, I'm not going to die. I'm not going anywhere. And to have such a goal like that, you have to have you have to be a little bit crazy. So People think I'm crazy when I start talking about hummingbirds and all the signs I've gotten, all the grace I've gotten. And it is, unless you've experienced it, I guess it's a really, really hard to, to really understand and believe, but isn't that the definition of faith is to believe in something that you haven't seen? Just, you just know it. 
you know, that's faith. And I'm a big believer now. In fact, you speak about your mantra. My mantra is part French and English. It's respirer, tout ira bien, believe, meaning respirer is breathe, which is something I will never take for granted. Tout ira bien, everything will be fine, believe. All right. I said this to myself every single time before I would go into my doctor's office to interpret my scan. Because it is, I have to say to myself, the tumors are gone. You're just here for formality. And it's true because every single time I received a scan, the tumors were either disappearing or the size was getting smaller. I didn't get any more. Not that I, I had room in my body for any more. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, um, you know, I wasn't alone. I didn't feel alone. I knew, I believed, I felt, I felt my angels. I felt my father who's passed away. And you talk about resilience and strength. My father passed away. He died of a plane crash when I was not even seven years old. So these are the things that shape us, our character, our, that build our muscle of resilience, our muscle of courage and strength. And I'm one of these people, I didn't have an easy life. I didn't. And I think that's why I believe that's why I am who I am today. I am unshakable after this. Right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there could be a tornado, a storm, and I'm in the middle of it, and I am solid. And that's freedom. That's freedom. And I, right. I have cancer to thank for that. Interesting. Pearl, I mean, to hear someone as brave as she is, what are your thoughts? Oh, my gosh. I'm thinking, like, of so many different women that I've come across with that just, you know, I can't this podcast is going to get shared, you know, with so many people, but me personally, there's so many women in my small circle too. Um, my mom right now, Veronica just recently got diagnosed with breast cancer. Right. And I had the same conversation you did. Like the, the, if there's good news, bad news in cancer, she got diagnosed with cancer with a milk dog. So that's the, they say that's the best cancer you can get a breast cancer. Right? right. But we were having the conversation about, okay, mom, you know, what are you eating? What are you putting in your body? You know, all those things you talked about. And it's so important. That's my wheelhouse too, about what are you putting in your body? What sugars, you know, get rid of all those things. What were some of the things, I mean, the bravery you have and to walk out of that doctor's office going, I'm going to get rid of you doctors, you know, setting those boundaries. So cool. But what boundaries did you set around yourself to, to bring, I see the product behind you that, that brought you to say, I need to do something. I want to pay it forward. So how did you go down that path? Well, I think, again, going back to the mindset is having an expansive mindset. It's about saying yes to even the things that you normally wouldn't have thought of or did. So for me, it was, you know, making sure I had the right mindset, making sure I, I fed my mind nutrient-dense information <laughs> I fed my body nutrient-dense food, and I surrounded myself with supportive people that understood that for once I had to prioritize me. And whenever you prioritize yourself, you are saying no to someone or to something, and that can create conflict. 
And a lot of people want them to prioritize them over you, even when you have cancer. And let me give you an example. It could be like my mother, and I don't think she was aware of this, where because she was so scared for me and her views on cancer is what she felt I should embrace. But that's not prioritizing me. That's prioritizing her. So I had to create boundaries where I had to tell people for once, including my children, I'm number one now. I come first. I've done such an amazing job being such an incredible mother. I know I'm I'm really good at taking care of people. For once, I have to now take care of me. I know I'm really good at loving people. For once, I have to start loving me. And I didn't realize that I gave, gave, gave to everyone except to Veronica. And cancer has made me realize that I'm first. Yes. I live a life of boundaries. Unless, you know, anytime, anything, I mean, I live my life where I'm always checking in with myself. Does this disturb my peace? If it does, out. You know, am I, am I, you know, Am I empty? Am I replenished? Am I, have I re, am I recharged? I almost never have an empty cup because I do so much on a daily basis to make sure that I do many things that I feel where I'm feeling abundance of energy, of just joy even. So I think surrounding yourself with the right people that understand and won't take it personally that you take you're taking yourself as now the number one priority and also learning acquiring skills behaviors that are going to empower you in every way and that's my life today i um there's no bs no bs it's almost like my plate There's no sugar. There's no bad fat. It's all goodness. It's all feeding me and healing me. So unless you fit into that category, you really can't be part of my life. Wow. Wow. That's powerful to to choose people to surround yourself with that are positive. Keep that, uh, that that believe in you. And that's a challenge at times because there's so many negative people in the world. Because negativity breeds lots of anger and resentment that leads to disease. And I think that you can touch upon that more. But uh, Jen, what question next do you have for Veronica? Oh my gosh, I'm crying. I'm- and before you ask the question, what, what did you hear Veronica say that you hear me preach all the time? <laughs> all the time, right? Everything she just said. Put yourself first. If it doesn't fit in your wheelhouse, if it doesn't protect you, you don't, you don't come in my world, right? Veronica, that is so, so I'm like, Jen, I'm like, I'm sitting here going with chills going, oh my gosh, I feel like you just like recorded everything I've been saying. It was so amazing. Sorry, Jen, I didn't want to steal your thunder, but I just, I just felt that like coming through. That's, that's, it's everything. We're light. It's getting dark in here. Um, (laughs) 
everything. Just this whole year has been about, okay, so for me, my, my word for this year is abundance. Yes. Everything's being manifested um, on the platform that I want, surrounding myself with the people like Neil and Pearl. Well, I hope you're including me in that. <laughs> such a good mother. I'm so good at taking care of myself. Other people, me, I'm, I'm like, you know, I can't even cook at this point, you know, and it's, it's ridiculous, but everything that you talked about is exactly what I've gone through. Thanks Pearl for making me all like, <laughs> I'm sorry, right, but, but it's so true. It's like when I work with women, it, it took me 15 years. To realize that, Veronica, like I put everybody first and, yeah. and I think, and Neil, nothing against men, but I think for women, we're such nurturers that we think we're supposed to do yeah. that. And depending on what nationality you are, Italians, you know, you have to take care of everybody else first, right. you know, Spanish, everybody else comes first. That, and it's supposed to be the, the, the mom, the female, the wife, right? And until we start changing that, which I see the path happening until we start realizing if you don't take care of you first. You can't take care of nothing in your life. And Veronica, yeah. for you to like step forward in that and be like, even with cancer, I mean, with, you know, you, you sometimes with that kind of diagnosis, you want everybody to surround you and for you to say, listen, number one, doctor, I'm not, I'm living more than six months. Get lost. Mom, I love you. And here's what we're doing. I mean, the, you know, I don't want to go. And an ex-boyfriend and an ex-boyfriend. <laughs> right. And, and, that's a, it's amazing. I mean, even in my world, I had to take my, my dad is a bit, my boundaries. My dad is no longer in my life and it's because for my health reasons and things. So I think it's powerful. I think women need to hear this women like Jen, who, you know, is learning that it's okay to say yes to you because when you say yes to you, you take care of everything, including relationships, jobs, kids, all that. And you know what else happens, Veronica, when you do that, you're teaching your kids that it's okay to say no to other people when you put yourself first. And I am honored to be able to say I'm on this podcast with you, that you are resonating with that and that you are putting that out into the world. Absolutely, because I believe that that's what got me sick because what I want to share too is, I mean, yes, what, I mean, I'm here to talk about cancer, but I think that it would be unfair to discuss what happened to me and not really take into account what happened before then. I was in a marriage that I should have left over a decade ago. And, but I believed, and I've been in my, it's in my culture, Catholic, in my religion, that I have to stay until my kids left for college. I was miserable for over a decade. Imagine your body keeps track of everything. And my body was keeping track of how sad unhappy, unfulfilled, trapped, sad, angry, all of these emotions my body felt. And I masked, I escaped. We all do that. I lived such an inflammatory life that it got into my body. Yes. And the divorce, the actual divorce happening, the betrayal, when I could actually say he betrayed me, that's when I got it. I so, Veronica, why is it people will suffer so much just to appease others, even if it's killing you? I did it because of my children. Right. I, we all do it for certain reasons. Exactly. We all suffer. 
I did yep. not want to, I didn't want to ruin my children's lives. I thought that once they left for college, at least they can, they can spread their wings and fly. They don't That's have to see yes. anything at home. So you did, so, so you did the great thing, but ultimately you suffered so much for right. it, but thank goodness you fought at the end. So what would you say that it was worth it even doing that for your children? Cause you stayed and you stayed just so you didn't want them to deal with the hardship that you went through. I don't know if it was worth it. That's the point. That's the point I'm making in all this. You know, I, I don't believe that. I, if I were to redo it, I would absolutely have left a long time ago. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. The eating up the different things inside, staying in a job you don't feel fulfilled with that eats you up. You, 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 it's not your spirit. It's not giving you the passion. It's hurting and de- dealing with Neil, I lived a lie. I lived a lie. Your right. body doesn't like lies. Your body keeps track of That's the true. lies. And Veronica, for- and it affects you. It'll affect you in certain ways. Your health. It'll affect your your sleep. It'll affect your everything. Why do we do these things? We do it for other people, but is it worth the damage that we put to our health? And that's the question I'm asking, Veronica. Well, I think first of all, no. you need to you need to be aware. You have to have the awareness of the mind body connection, right? Mind, yes. mind body soul. And at that time, I wasn't making those connections because my my health was deteriorating. You know, I kept taking antibiotics. I kept having these infections that, you know, same ones all the time. I was pretty much very. Um, healthy, because in fact, when I went to the emergency, the doctor, the emergency doctor, which I don't remember her name, but she was wonderful to me. She said, Oh, I think it's just a flu, you look too healthy. I was a competitive tennis player. I competed through USTA. I was I mean, I ate well, I, I mean, I, you know, I raised my three children, educating them on nutrition. So it wasn't like we were eating bad food. So I knew it wasn't the food. But could I have could I have been healthier? Absolutely, especially yeah. during my divorce. Yes, but I think it's a, a, you know it's never just one thing. It's the divorce, the divorce diet, you know, the sleepless nights, and just this crying, the emotions. I mean, I didn't realize I had so much tears, you know, that I could cry that much, um, and I did. And um, but today, believe it or not, I'm. I mean cancer. I mean, I don't bother asking myself, had I not gotten cancer? Because. Right. You can't ask that. (laughs) You can also look at moving forward. You're not going to please yourself. I got it. Put yourself. I got it. You figured it out. And and that's why you wrote the book so that other people can too see your journey and how you can inspire others. As a Veronica, as a child of a mother who should have divorced my father, I can tell you the lesson you just shared was that, you know, I always said to my mom, I wish you would have divorced dad because my mom was Catholic too. I'm not supposed to get divorced. You know, even though my dad didn't believe in God, she was Catholic. You know, she said no. And I said, mom, looking back, I know you can't change it. Life is the biggest thing I tell my clients. Life is not a remote. You can't change it. And what you said, Veronica, is what I resonated to my mom. I said, mom, I wish you would have taken care of you first. And gone ahead and got the divorce because this is, this would have been probably different for us in our life, but it is what you can't change it. God puts you on that path, right? Veronica, he put you in that path of doing what you did and look what he's, you're able to bring forward to the world. This is the benefit that we're getting out of it. 
So I want to pass back to Jenna. I want to pass it back to you, if you can, uh, and and ask her ask her that gratitude moment. She's pretty much shown that gratitude moment, but ask that question as we're come close to running. Can out I of time. can I just share something that I wrote for my children sure. in the acknowledgement um, that I think is important for women? I, I I you know I really think that if you don't mind. Indulge me here. I said to my babies, Mirabella, Karina, and Stefan, my three treasures in life, I love you so much, and I wanted everything to be perfect for you. Mm-hmm. Trying to be this perfect mother while my heart was aching was one of the hardest roles I have ever played in my life. I hope one day you will understand that I couldn't just settle because you, my darlings, were watching me. I'm their example. I didn't have a good example as a mother. I didn't have the best relationship with my mother. So I was desperate to have that with my daughters and I did up until the divorce. We are all examples for all for each other. And, you know, the reason people ask me, you know, don't think bad about yourself. I said, I know who I am. I didn't, I never did anything bad. This is not karma. I don't believe in karma because otherwise all of us would have a terrible life. Okay. (laughs) There's no saint here. So it can't be karma. I am meant to have this cancer so that I can do something about it and help other people. And that's what I'm doing. Cancer, this experience has given me my next purpose purpose in life. It's because of cancer that I live my life every day with gratitude. I could not walk. Taking a step requires breathing. Crossing the street was the scariest thing during cancer because you're allowed 19 seconds. In LA, I couldn't cross the street in 19 seconds. It took me close to a minute. I'm not kidding you. I couldn't take, I couldn't carry a purse because I didn't have the strength. I had dropped to skin and bones to 89 pounds within 48 hours. My goodness. So this was a very aggressive cancer that, but I, again, I knew it was serious and I knew I had to act fast and I just turned my life upside down and changed everything. And behind me, as you can see, are my products of cannabis and because I use cannabis and thank God somebody has sent me an angel that introduced me to the idea of CBD and cannabis. I had never used it before. And like I said, if you told me there's a rat that could potentially heal me, cure me i'd pick up that rat rat and cook something delicious <laughs> ah yeah so there you go anything to heal me and that's why i did cannabis and now i created a line of you know cancer specific medicinal cannabis that's cancer focused what i did for my kitchen now it's available for people because what happened in the past is I would talk to people about my story and I would help them and they would look so hopeful. You can see, I mean, and I know I've been there every time you talk to someone, you're always hoping to get something, 
to give you a little more hope. And they, I see this reaction of like hope. And then I'll tell them about my cannabis, the suppositories I created for my own kitchen. And they're like, oh my God, they're excited up until I tell them that they'll ask me, so where can I buy this? And I'm like, you can't, I made them in my kitchen. Uh, and I felt so bad. Then I thought, well, it's like the book. I wrote the book that wasn't there when I needed it. Well, I created these products for other people who need it. That's tremendous. So Jen, I'm going to let you get, uh, you've got your gratitude answer now. So I know you want to follow up with that. Um, I want to have you on. I want to have you back on. And we have to talk about your own podcast. Uh, it's incredible really 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 incredible because when I started taking CBD um, my hair stopped turning white completely stopped turning white I became rogue in my own life wow everything about being a mother and Pearl has been so good so these are like my angels that have come you know that have like um, come alongside me and we are all going into success together. And that I think is the best part of the whole gratitude is seeing it, believing it and moving in that direction. One thing I ask everybody on the show is, do you have one gratitude moment that stands out that has brought you where you are now? She's thinking about it. Being able to climb climb the stairs again I remember that day being able to play tennis again I never thought I could play tennis and compete and then when I did serving at add out I'm like this is a piece of cake nerves are you kidding me I'm not nervous it's I, I feel like I've cracked the code on how to be happy and how to feel free. That's great. And most of, us are, most of us are in our own prison created by us, self-induced. Right. And I'm not there. I'm so proud of you. Thank right. you so much. And it's people like yourselves. I always believe that we talked about the ecosystem earlier before I think we were recording. You know, anyone who comes across me and wants to talk to me, you become part of that ecosystem that's helping people spread the word that they don't need to, they don't have to think that cancer is a death sentence. It could be a life sentence so that you can have the life that you are meant to have. Yes. But here, this is my other message. Please use my story. I don't want you getting cancer so that you can have a life sentence. Use my story so that this way it wakes you up, that you realize that life, we're here to discover who we are, to master who we are, and to find out our why. Why do we exist? And as soon as we know and have answered all those questions, to turn around and help other people. Amen, sister. That's great. That's that's why I'm here. And and I thank all of you for being part of my journey. Ah, Wow. 
I, I mean, I'm blown away. Pearl, any other things to add before Jen uh, uh, sends, uh, sends us off? Uh, I just want to say, Ronica, I just think, you know, I've met so many different women in my life that have been an inspiration. And um, you're up there at the top with for me today. Um, mm-hmm. I just think your story, your message, so many, as I said earlier, need to hear. And I'm glad that we got the honor to have you on our show and be able to get that message out more. And I can't wait till this gets out because this is going to be one of our podcasts that are going to be very heavily watched. I can already feel it. So thank you for having a confidence in us and sharing your story. Absolutely. Thank you. No, it's just two ways, everyone, two ways. All right. Okay, Jen, go ahead and send it off. And we'll <laughs> I've never held so many happy tears and like, yes, yes that happened to me and I'm not alone. And you said it and I validated it and I validated you and you validated me on getting through this because we're all in this together. Yeah. And when it happens, you are T-boned and when you, you need to do things that help you get through this. And that's why I wanted to give to so many more people with GRN and have a life coach like Pearl and you're mirroring everything that she's been saying. When I first saw her on stage, I said, I know I want to work with that woman in my life. And it's, it's happened. And to have you going in that direction is so powerful. It is. I'm so excited about your products. I want to have you back on the show so you can go and have a part two. This is very, this seems like a very sacred show, doesn't it, Pearl? Okay. Yes, it is. Are you crying too? <laughs> All right, so I guess I, I guess I'll let Jen when she's ready to send off. But Veronica, tell us about your products and book where we can find Thank those, you. and I'll just develop her back. <laughs> you can find me, um, Veronica the uh, Veronica um, It that is the website where I that's my coaching and my nutrition and my um, you know health coaching um, company. And then there's AliveWellThrive.com, which I'm so, so proud of. And Alive Well Thrive are the three healing stages I put myself through, where first you have to choose to be alive. You have to make a conscious and intent, intention of being alive. Then you have, you can't just say that. You can't just make that announcement without taking actions and being well. And that's eating right, making all the, you know, lifestyle changes and to one day thrive again. And that's why I called my company AliveWellThrive.com. And that has all my CBD and my medicinal cannabis specifically for cancer people. And everything that I use to be alive today is behind me. And I am so proud of this. And I have this partner who is an amazing man and he deals with pediatric uh, epilepsy is how he got into cannabis because his daughter, who is now 16, um, when she was a baby, got the vac- got vaccinated and got ep- epilepsy as a side effect. And the doctor said that, you know, this child is not going to live for a long time. She's now 16. Thanks to her father, who is now my business partner, who's, you know, educated himself on cannabis and between me and him we were meant to partner together because he's because he's an angel he's an angel to many children in fact he has a book the faces of cannabis thousands of kids he has saved fantastic 
All right. So that's uh, definitely might have to have both of you guys on uh, the show and we'll just talk about different things and different projects as I'll reach back out to you, Veronica, to set up something. But uh, Jen, ready to send it off or you want me to act as I don't. How can they, did we get all of your social media? Oh, no, social media. So it's the social media is the Veronica Villanueva. And then Alive Well Thrive is for all the products. Um, And yeah, it's medicinal. We are probably, if not the only one with such a robust line for medicinal. And thank, and I thank the recreational cannabis for paving the road to medicinal. And I really believe that the medicinal, that's the other thing, is I am such an advocate because I really believe that is a huge reason why I am alive today. That's uh, definitely, so people definitely need to check that out. And And Jen, are you ready to send us off now? I am, I am. Thank you so much for being with us today on your beautiful day. Um, Thank you all for listening to us and all of the, the nuggets that we've been given of inspiration of gratitude through Veronica Villanueva, thank you so much for being with us on the show. And everybody, go read her book, The Grace of Cancer. Um, and here it is. If there it is. <laughs> there it is. The little strange because I have of my. <laughs> so amazing when something so devastating can come into your life and it's turned around for the good of not just you, but everybody that comes in contact. Um, remember, remember, as I always said, say it together. We're blessed, we're loved, and we're sacred. Have a beautiful day. I love you. Thank you.